COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. This guy, Flash Thompson, he probably deserved what happened. But just because you can beat him up doesn't give you the right to. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Howdy folks, Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. You can find me anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore IamCanvasSativa and on Twitter at IcSativaPod. All right. So this is making an appearance again. I wanted to wrap this up. Um, this is going to be my last episode regarding the saga that we that I found myself in last week. Um, we covered this episode early um, 
Yeah, we covered this episode um, early last week, and by the time you're getting this, it'll be almost be two weeks since we we did this episode. But we did an episode about Dan Adams of the Boston Globe saying that that uh, that that we need more ch- childproof safety with cannabis ice cream. So this is supposed to be a cannabis report, a cannabis reporter for the flipping Boston Globe, the biggest paper of record in, in, in Massachusetts. And one of the biggest papers of records in, in, in the Northeast as a whole. And, and it's like Uncle Ben from Spider-Man said, with great power comes with great responsibility. This guy has a gigantic, gigantic platform. Um, whether he wants to take up that responsibility or not, he is a cannabis reporter and he is supposed and he is and because he's a cannabis reporter representing a industry and representing a group of people, whether they're patients, whether there are people that buy on the adult use market and use it for medical purposes, or whether they're just the type of person that buys it every now and again to enjoy a concert with their husband or whatever. This person is supposed to represent the cannabis community of Massachusetts. Yet he, and I, I, I rightfully called him to the carpet on this, he is using his platform to uplift and uphold the oppressive status quo. Like I've often said on this podcast, Massachusetts is the worst adult use state in the country. We're, we're the worst regulated adult use state. Um, and that is because we put a lot of onerous regulations for people of all levels of, of, of the cannabis industry, whether they're retailers, whether they're growers, whether they're, um, you know, wholesalers, whatever. The, the regulations in this state are onerous as heck. And you have a, a person who's tasked with representing cannabis users and representing the interests of cannabis users. You have a reporter tasked with that responsibility, giving cover to the restrict and limit political powers that be in this state. Our, go- our governor never wanted this to be legal. The AG, like him, also did not support legalization and the mayor of Boston did not support it. In 2016, summer 2016, they took out a full page editorial telling all of us to not do this. And even after we passed it, when it got over 54% of the vote, them them taking an L and us legalizing it despite them not wanting us to do it, they couldn't live that thing down. So when, when it came time to, impl- to implement adult use, they stacked the, the enforcement commissions and the enforcement regulatory bodies with people that never wanted legal, just like themselves. Or they stacked, it, the, stacked the deck with these, with these officials that, that are from police backgrounds, that are from um, big pharma backgrounds, and that are from otherwise biased industries that are biased um, fields that hate the plant and hate the people that use the plant. The, the, the journalist or the reporter of, of the Boston Globe, Dad Adams, he's a smart guy. He knows this. He knows this. He knows that people 
are very pissed about how adult use has been handled in the state, as well as how medical has been handled in the state. People are pissed off. The grassroots are pissed off, and they don't feel that they're getting the program that they voted for in, in either direction. And there's a lot of frustration amongst the grassroots, and as there should be. Again, we're paying over $400 an ounce, so we have over 100 and something adult use stores, but they're, sell they're selling the same old wholesale product from other, from other stores. They're selling the same, you have 100 or so dispensaries selling the same overpriced 420 something or more an ounce material and edibles that are, are, are so expensive that, um, that don't have the same variety from, from states I've been through that have stronger medical programs in Massachusetts and um, recreational states. So again, um, so I called Dan, I called Dan out on this. We, we are very, we are already a very ultra stick, strict, adult use and medical marijuana state. We're very ultra, ultra, ultra stick and very, very stringent and onerous as it is. Yet he spent an entire article whining about, about how the cannabis ice cream that he bought um, didn't have enough child safety rules. So he put this entire small business on blast. He dry snitched like a flipping male Karen the entire time in this article saying that we need more regulation towards cannabis ice cream. I'm gonna give you a newsflash, Dan. I've been to other medical states that are a lot better than Massachusetts, and I've been to other adult use states that, are, that have done things a lot better than Massachusetts. I've seen edibles in, in Seattle that I would never, never, ever see in Massachusetts because of how uptight the state is uh, on a lot of things. I would never see those type of edibles. I saw, I, I, I remember buying a space cake when I was in Seattle or something like that. And I think it was like, it was like, like a space cake or it was like shaped like a, like a turtle or something like that. But it was, but it was, it was like, animal. it wasn't animal shaped, but it was definitely sort of animal sort of themed. But again, something like this would be deemed as, you know, appealing to children or whatever, or, oh, you're going to tempt young people into buying this, so we can't have this. I saw, I also saw these sort of um, shiny sort of cannabis drinks. Like I had this like cannabis punch or whatever. It was very brightly colored, didn't have any child safety materials or anything. But again, they checked my ID like multiple times when I was in Seattle. Every every time I went, my ID got checked at least two to three times. So even if, even if I was sold those brightly colored drinks, it's not like it's not like if I was under 21, I would have a, any real way of getting it unless I unless I knew people, unless um, I, I went behind my parents' back and took their 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 THC soda or whatever it was. But again, that's that, that that's a parenting issue at that point. That's not up to the stores to handhold the the populace. You know, people people are going to abuse responsibility. Um, like like a friend of the show once said, adult use comes res adult responsibility. And 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 Dan Adams does not want adult responsibility for the people of Massachusetts. He wants he wants to protect you against yourself and overregulate your ice cream. Where again, I I, I just told you in Seattle, there there I've, I've bought edibles I would never find in Massachusetts. And when I went to Michigan a couple of years ago, um, 
I, I got a lot of their medical products. I got I got edibles that were over 70 milligrams in, in, in strength. And I only, in a, and it was a four for $20 sale. You would never see edibles that cheap in Massachusetts. And there were some of the best brownies and the best cookies I ever flipping had. Um, I saw I saw um, cannabis syrups that you can that you could pour in like your favorite soft drink or your favorite juice. You know, I saw you know cannabis popcorn when I was there. Um, um, and then I had like an infused pecan pie when I was there as well too. So again, I saw all these things that I would never see in a Massachusetts medical or adult use store. And the sky did not fall in any of those locations. Um, when, when I was in Michigan, they were still a medical only state. But, but literally one year after I made that vacation, they legalized for all adults. Sky is not falling selling um, edibles that are affordable, accessible, and they're not overly regulated. The sky is not falling in any of those locations I just mentioned. So again, he blocked me because I, I, I dragged him on, on, the, on his nonsense and he kept insisting, like, like what, one thing that I can't stand is when people talk down to me and when people say, say that I'm overreacting, when, when I'm calling their very real hypocrisy and BS in front of them. He's, like this dude, the entire time I was critiquing him and I, I tried to keep it professional, I, I, I didn't, I try to keep it professional. I try to not really get too too mean about things. I, I try to keep this. Hey, you know, I don't agree with, with your take on this. If you if you would like to appear in my podcast and we can just talk this out man to man, I'm, I'm more than willing to do it. But he didn't want to do that. But again, let's let's scroll through some of these comments. Like most of these comments in this article are roasting him. Why are you propping up Puritan Puritanism? More regulations will make this poorly regulated industry in the state even worse. And then you have a, a couple of his bootlicks running cover and running in, interference for him and stuff. And, and another useful comment, Massachusetts is already the most regulated and strict adult use state. Most of the commissioners are from backgrounds that are against cannabis. Articles like this don't help matters. I've seen edibles way less child friendly in other medical and adult use states. And then look look at look at some of these other comments. I just bought some cleaning I just bought some cleaning supplies. They all save poison with a chance of death, yet none of them had childproof packaging. Some of it looks like food drinks. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, one of my one of my uh, followers and friends of the show. I think we need to have a look at this deeper. Should the burden really be on cannabis companies or should it be on the parents to lock this up responsibly? There's already exists an existing highways issue in cannabis industry. How would this be implemented to keep waste low? People who have kids should consume their cannabis in a different way. Oh, and lock it up. It's not rocket science. Yeah, yeah, bingo. Um, and then one of my comments, again, he blocked me on, on Twitter, so I'm, I'm having to read this in private move. I bought booze ice cream a couple years ago. Came in a regular plastic wrapper, not childproof. The world didn't end. And that's true. I, I bought ice. I bought this booze flavored ice cream in my local liquor store and they, they only checked my ID once. 
they didn't check it two to three times like like a like an adult user medical dispensary would. They only checked it once. It came in a regular plastic wrapper, just like like any other ice cream. It wasn't in any childproof like like uh, pouch or. They didn't put any sort of padlock on the on, on, on the wrapper or anything like that. But again, this gets to the crux of what I said earlier, what or the clip we played earlier about with him having a giant platform, he has great responsibility. Yes. Okay, so th let me read his comment. Who said the world would end? This is pointing out the inconsistency of the rules of the rule, excuse me, not claiming that there's a significant public safety risk. But the fact that you even wrote this article and that you even screeched on for however many words that you screeched on made it seem like there was a public safety risk. If this was if this was just a, a, a sort of enforcement issue that you had, you could have just wrote to the commission and kept it moving instead of clutching your flipping pearls over, over over it not being childproof safety enough. Again, other Western states have edibles you would never see in Massachusetts. Yet there, you're you're not seeing all these articles written about these things and and out, out west or out Colorado or whatever. It's only Massachusetts that 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 has to reinvent the wheel and has to protect you against yourself and prevent you from having too much fun. Again, we're. Like our state does not allow happy hour because we're that flipping puritanical. But again, let's let's continue. Yes, but the powers that be won't interpret it that way. People with big platforms have a responsibility to grasp the gravity of the power that they wield. The CCC, Baker, Healy, etc. will see their continually oppressive status quo with cannabis as the right move. And then his response. I take the responsibility of the platform seriously. Really, do you? Always have. Well, it doesn't sound like it with this article and this pearl clutching you put out. I'm also not responsible for the views of the elective. Yes, you are. That's the whole. These papers of records are read by the, the politicians in, in all levels of power in your state. You are. You do have a responsibility. Because they follow and hang by the biggest papers of records in the state very, very closely, what you do put out does have an impact. So him saying, I don't have a responsibility, or I don't have a responsibility on, on affecting the elected officials. Yes, you do. You're in the biggest paper of record in the flipping state. If you don't have a responsibility, who the heck does, dude? I take the responsibility of my platform seriously. Always have. I'm not responsible for the views of elected officials who overreact to the new nuances of reality, nor those of with us or against us cheerleaders who think any criticism of regulation equals being a prohibitionist. Dude, you are being a flipping prohibitionist. You are doing that. Whether you believe you are doing it or you don't believe you're doing it, the, the intended optics of what you're doing does look like you're being a prohibitionist. That's what everybody that's roasting you is saying. Yet you're just being defensive and you're refusing to listen to to most of the feedback you're getting from people. Because he got ratioed hardcore on this on, 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 on this article and he deserved to get ratioed. All right, let's continue. Other legal states are not this heavy handed with cannabis regulation. 
If a kid gets a hold of pot ice cream and gets too high, the parents are rightfully made to face the consequences. Some people will abuse their freedom no matter what. As a cannabis reporter in a society that still hates the plant and hates the people that use it, there is a responsibility, rightly or wrongly, to the community that you serve. I agree. I also don't think this article is an abdication of my responsibility in any way whatsoever. No one who has actually read my work would say I'm hostile to that community. Again, this smugnerance that, that he's displaying. I've written about becoming a patient myself. I'm not saying, in my response, I'm not saying you are anti-cannabis as a whole, just that the article came across that way. Many people buy on the recreational market for medical purposes. Anything that hampers the access or makes things more onerous for operators, I'm against. This isn't about making things more or less onerous. It's about making things consistent. Yes, but the other states don't have these tyrannical regulations and, and the sky is not falling. By, by you calling for more enforcement of, of child-proof safety laws when we already have the most stringent laws in the country with regards to everything, you're just making things worse. You're just making things worse, whether you want to admit that to yourself or not. But again, he's being so disingenuous right now. This is a, it is about making things consistent so that the level of packaging scales according to the actual risk posed by the product. The ice cream is another example to show that isn't always the case. Western adult use states aren't sweating things like this. I've been to Seattle and have been outside the Northeast. So many edible products there that uptight Massachusetts would never sell. Our market is already the worst adult use market. I have family outside of Massachusetts. Unsure what's more, what's more pathetic, the fact that this was written or the fact that it was published. Talk about a nothing burger. Sadly, this will further perpetuate alarmist approaches to cannabis. Do better. And then this is from friend of the show. Love the science that he published. A week later, after devo devouring the cookies, I felt a low rumble in my head. Quiet aftershocks as if trains were passing in the distance. Science claims effects end after 12 hours. 24 hours seems a little bit of a stretch. A week? Hmm. And then he's 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 ducking, he's weaseling out of responsibility when my 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 colleague and friend of the show was talking about the other reefer madness that his his publication was putting out. If even if it wasn't necessarily him. But again, I mean again, okay, this was another critique. Wondering where I, I can find your companion article about the packaging on a bottle of tequila, which, you know, unlike this ice cream, could actually put a kid in the hospital. But yeah, I mean, he just keeps getting defensive and keeps playing mental gymnastics the entire time. Uh, let's go back to the overarching. But yeah, I mean, I, I said that, that in the, the very beginning that I, I normally like a lot of your work and I'm uber disappointed in this bad take. This gives cover to our anti-cannabis political establishment to keep Massachusetts the worst adult use state in the country. Over $400 an ounce and no sales, BOGO or lounges just yet. So yeah, we can't have like explicit sales on cannabis because um, again, we're such an uptight state that they don't allow that. Like when I was in Seattle, 
and I got adult use. Like, like that adult use dispensary put me on their on their tax notification um, bulletin or whatever, their tax notification uh, tax newsletter, so I can get so I can get informed when they would have new deals and when they would have new deals and specials. And again, I was just a visit. I was just a visiting tourist in, in, in Seattle. Yet in Massachusetts, you would never be allowed to do such a thing because we got to protect you against yourself, don't you know? But yeah, I mean, this is why we can't have nice things. People, people like like Dan of the Boston Globe, these male Karens. All right, but I, uh, but let me let me wrap up with a few more things before we go. Bear with me, just one moment. All right. So this was what he posted on his Facebook when I was when I was being nothing but civil to it, and 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 when I when I confronted him on this last week, he ended up blocking me. This was his snarky remark about my, about my podcast and our freaking listeners. Like I I I, I never want to like this guy. This guy, I'm I'm going to drag him mercilessly for what he just fucking pulled on my listeners. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take anybody attacking my listeners in any way, shape, or form. This guy's persona non grata, as far as I'm concerned. I win and I win unless you come on my podcast that nobody listens to is not an argument. This guy, this guy can kick flipping rocks. This freaking cul-de-sac, this cul-de-sac mother freaker who just got in the weed a few flipping days ago and does not give a flying F about the average plight of the average working person that can't afford this as a flipping medicine. This guy is too is drowning too much in his own smugness and his own freaking privilege to even get an idea of the average person and the average consumer that needs this as a medicine. Everything's fine for him. He works for the Boston Globe. He's politically connected and yada yada yada. Everything's fine for him. But but for the grassroots that he actually is supposed to serve, he he this is the contempt he gives us. Again, I was just trying to be civil with him. I was just trying to be like, hey, I don't agree with you, but we can hash out our agreements like like adults and you know, maybe we can learn something from each other. But oh no, he he goes he goes on his own personal Facebook feed and and thank thank God a friend of thank God a friend of the show pointed this out to me and brought this to my attention. Because again, once you start talking once you start trash talking my friends and my listeners then we have major issues. I look at my listeners like they're my children. And if anybody comes after my children, there's going to be hell to pay for that stuff. All right. Um, so to, to, to wrap up, we are listened to in over 60 different countries. Let me, let, me, let me scroll. Look at this. Look at this. Look at how many different countries we have Nuganooches in. Look at that. Look at that. All over the globe. Every, almost every single continent. All different walks of life we're scrolling and we're scrolling and we're scrolling and we're scrolling and we're scrolling scrolling we're almost done we're done we're almost done and in including top and as top countries singapore do you do you know how much of a penalty people get for using anything anything that isn't a prescribed drug in singapore you do know how hardcore they are as as a as, as a country regarding cannabis and there are people that are regular listeners of our show in Singapore so he can he can F all the way off with this nonsense 
And one more thing that I, I want to show you guys before wrapping up. Um, bear with me one sec. All right. So this is my audience. This is this is my audience of, of, of this podcast. The vast majority of our audience is between 23 to, to 100 years old. 23, not, not even, but, but let's... No, the vast majority of our audience, excuse me, is between 28 to, to 100. 28 to 100 is the wide share of our listeners with um, with the, again, with the with the 17 to 27 crowd making up just about 24%. But most of my audience is between 20, between 28 and 100 years old. So this whole nobody listens to your podcast nonsense just insulting and, and dunking my listeners who he, he's never met again i have i have listeners of mine that are veterans that help that, that are good friends of the show there are veterans that that help fight for this con- country one of which having one of which having to fight cancer as well as fighting for the freaking freaking country and he didn't ha- get to have this he had to leave his 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 restrictive state to get access to the cannabis that he needed to save his life he wouldn't be having a conversation with me right now if it weren't wasn't for flipping cannabis and he served he served for america so this whole i don't have that my listeners are nothing that they're marginal people this 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 coastal elite should f all the way off okay people like him should not be should 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 not be in the positions of power that they're in because they show that they've shown that they do not understand the gravity and the responsibility that they have with great power comes great responsibility and and dan adams squandered his his responsibility up the yin yang and he shouldn't be taken seriously in in any real way as a journalist anymore for the crap he just pulled crap he just pulled on the cannabis grassroots but i don't want to keep this episode too long as always, I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa, and then on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 
888-789-9389. And I may just play it on a future episode. Feel free to join the ever-expanding I Am Canvas Sativa podcast planet on Discord. We've, yes, we've got a Discord channel. And that Discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.